What is up, everybody? Good evening, good night, good day, happy Hawaiian time, what, whatever. We're all over the world. Uh, we've got people in Cambodia listening. Found that out the other day. Got a got a little email with some metrics. I'm Braden with what? Little Bug Woodworking. Welcome to another episode of Sawdust Talk. Uh, we got my boy Kamani down here with Van Stray Designs. Hey, Kamani. Hey. And we have a special guest tonight. Uh, we're going in a lot of directions. We're going to talk about WorkbenchCon. We're going to talk about slabs, big ones, finishes. Um, and we're probably going to talk about the scandal with Rihanna. Zach from Rustic Lumber. What's up, Zach? Hey, how's it going? Good. How uh, how you doing tonight? Oh, just another night. It's windy out here tonight. I about came up to our office and I was like, holy smokes. I couldn't believe how windy it is. It was like warmer earlier. Then it gets cooled off. And I think it's supposed to be like 30 again this weekend. So I'm like, man, I don't I'm just ready for it to be like end of March and just stay 50 degrees from here on out. Yeah, you're a you're a local guy to me, so we we can commiserate in the weather, dude. It is supposed to snow Friday to Saturday, it's supposed to hit freezing, and then literally the next day shoots right back up to fifty, and then it's sixties all next week. It's yeah. bananas. I'll take sixty. That'll work for me. I mean, for being February, it shouldn't even be like that right now. So it works for me. Right. Yeah, no, we've we've definitely broken something on the planet. The the temperature knob is not working the way it's supposed to. But as long as it keeps being sixty in February, I might be okay with it. Controversial yep. stance. Um, Kamani, what's a what's it like up in the Pacific Northwest these days? Uh, it we had uh, last week. I think it was like in the sixties. Uh, like high 50s low 60s and then it dropped overnight i haven't checked the temperature but the most we've gotten in terms of snowfall at all has been like a very minimal dusting uh one day like you know stuck around for a day or two and then it was gone so yeah it's been a very mild mild winter here i mean we've had like 30 degree weather and wind and stuff so that that part sucked it was just why is it that cold if there's no snow so what are you in Washington? You live in Washington? Yeah, I'm in Tacoma, Washington. Oh, okay. So is it like not normally cold there or something? Because 30 degrees in Nebraska is like a decent day in that's winter, short, you know? Yeah, that's short well, weather. Yeah, like, I mean, norm I mean, it's more so like when it rains, it warms up. So everything, you know, you're trying to like, oh, it's rainy or whatever. But then it all like warms up to like another, like a good like 50, 60 degrees. So. I feel like I'm in witness protection right now. Needed one of those voice changers. Uh, yeah, oh, right. You don't know who I am. Uh, but uh, but yeah, yeah. Anytime it, it rains here a lot. So when it rains, it warms up. So I almost look forward to like the drizzle just because like that cold front just kind of goes away for a little while. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to swap my cameras around real quick. So the, uh, I mean, let's be honest. Nobody likes the cold. Snow sucks. But you know what doesn't suck? smooth transition uh our sponsors we want to give a real quick shout out uh we are sponsored by surf prep sanding and george supply co in case you've never ever listened to an episode 
Uh, we love them. Surf Prep is the place to get all of your abrasives and CA glue and maker swag. Like if you want to start getting your, your name out there and getting t-shirts and all that stuff, check out our boy over at George Supply Co. He'll get you set up with a website and uh, and you can just pimp out your stuff. Everybody needs a t-shirt with their logo on it. It's it's a it's like a standard of being a real influencer. <laughs> so thanks to them. Check them out. Uh, all right, Zach. So we talked to a lot of woodworkers, but you're like like a woodworker. Like, I mean, I see mantles behind you. You, I've been out to your facility. Like, it's it's intense. Why don't mm-hmm. Why don't you give us the rundown on on who the heck you are? What do you do? What's your thing? Uh, well, I run rustic lumber store here. Uh, we're just south of Omaha. And uh, we do everything from, our, I mean, our biggest thing is, is slabs dealing with kind of one-off slabs, not your typical um, stuff that you're going to see at most local mills. You know, um, dimensional lumber, you know, we carry a little bit of that type of stuff. Uh, we don't do any of the sheet goods or any of that, but... Um, uh, yeah, and then we, the equipment, processing equipment, all that type of stuff. Uh, we do that in, here in house, and um, but yeah, and then uh, originally from this kind of evolved from years of doing log and timber frame construction, and just kind of got more into the furniture side of stuff in the last five years, and just kind of kept growing from there. I think it's been uh I don't know. Did have you did you come down here this last year? I don't I don't remember the last time you've been down. I was there I think it was like late spring this last year. So I mean it's it's yeah. been it's been a minute. I was picking up a massive monkey pod slab from you to turn into a headboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like probably Honestly, um, one of our more popular ones that we do is monkey pod stuff. Let me move here real quick. Yeah, like all of your, like you have a lot of exotic type stuff. I mean, monkey pod and dragon's breath and wizard staff. And I mean, you got all sorts of crazy names for wood out there. Yeah, I'm always trying to, you know, build up the inventory. There's only so much room that you can have without needing a whole nother building here. Let's see. Which is ironic because you just walked out of adding on a whole new building. I know. I, we're always adding on something in here. Uh, let me turn some lights on. Oh, so you got I wish I could figure out. Back there. Yeah, I'm going to turn this other stuff. The cool thing about having a giant warehouse of lumber is you have a oh. giant. But yeah, it's so- We're going on like a Blair Witch thing. <laughs> I, think, I think we need to extend the Wi-Fi. All right. There you go. So like that's some of the slabs there. So a lot of that back there is monkey pod. And that's the mop burl that we imported from Ukraine. I just... He just what? 
He just what? Uh, just for some like context, as he's like buffering up, these racks, these are those are like 12, 18 foot tall. All those slabs, they're massive. They're like, luckily we don't get earthquakes, or else it would be a huge OSHA issue. <laughs> nothing, nothing strapped down over there. Loose. Apparently, uh, we need to get a little bit of Wi-Fi tree out there. There we go. All right. Yeah, it's like I figured. I, I walk out there. I, I had to get another uh, router hooked up. Never have yet. So I had to switch over to like cell phone. I lose my Wi-Fi. But yeah, I, I probably missed out half the stuff I was even talking about out there. But whatever. I'll have to do that again later another time. We'll uh we'll augment it with a with a little cut a cut to a reel or something like that with you walking around. But I mean it's it's phenomenal. I mean your slabs are the they're massive. It's it's almost intimidating walking into that space. <laughs> yeah, I guess if someone uh yeah, when when you're used to seeing, you know, something that's twenty four inches wide and a lot of people consider that, you know, pretty big piece. So what's your largest slab out there? Um, I got uh, in our big racks, I have a couple slabs that are probably average of like 44 inches wide by, I think that one's like 18 or 20 foot. I think that one's, I got some Perota and Monkey Pot around that size. So I always try to keep um, at least a couple slabs on hand that are like, 16 to 20 foot long for like table slabs and then everything from 14s 12s 10s and 8s a lot of the stuff are going to be 40 inch plus wide but we also carry a lot of uh, narrower stuff or countertops domestic species we cut a lot of those up as well so um but the domestic stuff it's not too often you get super wide slabs but here and there that it takes a lot of work to cut a big slab uh we have a big sawmill but the amount of effort to to use it and make it cut good and compared to our our smaller sawmill you can cut that smaller stuff a whole lot faster so that's why you know a lot of people don't want to hassle cutting up those big slabs so yeah we uh there's a local place near me and they have a a, a lucas mill so uh, I think the widest they can do, uh, I don't even know the widest they can do. I know it's, a, I know it, it, the machine itself is at least like four or five feet wide. So I don't know what the. Yeah, I was going to say those are pretty wide. big. What place is, what, what uh, company is that? Or who's that? Uh, it's that uh, you're called about? Uh, Wayne, and, Wayne and Flitch. It's uh, here in yeah. Washington. Yeah, I, I follow them on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Uh, um, yeah, I think most of those Lucas mills, I think the smallest ones are like five foot wide or so. So those, mm-hmm. they run pretty big. But yeah, those, they, it's a lot of work to cut those pieces up for sure. Oh, yeah. So you do but, you do a lot of stuff. I mean, you do drying, you do slabs, you do timber framing, retail space. What what came first? Like, how did you get into all this? Uh, and, uh, doing... Uh, 
log construction is what it all started um, uh, back. The first log structure, I built one with my dad like in 2006. And well, we did one back when I was like, I don't even know, what was I, 13 years old or so. We did a small like, it was a pole barn, but we did like wood timber frame inside of it. And that was, I don't even know, what was that? Probably like 2004 or something like that. And then, yeah, like I said, I think 2006, we built a little one just kind of, you know, uh, just kind of like each time we do one, you know, we'd do something a little more complicated. And then uh, out of high school, I found a place up by up in Ontario, uh, old time dude that taught like log home handcrafting where he'd teach you the way of like peeling the bark off the logs and you'd use actual raw logs and scribe them to fit on each other and use like cables and pulleys to lift them up from like one tree, you know, with like a cable winch line. And so it's super old school stuff using chopped uh, axes and ads and things like that to fit these logs together. So that, that was a fun experience. And then, um, yeah, when I came, moved back, because I was there for like four or five months up there in Canada learning that stuff. And then when I came back was like when all the housing crisis stuff was going on, you know, what was that, like 2008 through 2010 or so. So during that time, I just had oddball jobs doing stuff like working for a different, few different framing companies. I worked for a tile contractor for a while, you know, just odds and ends stuff till it was like 2000, I don't know, 11 or 12, that business actually started picking up again enough to get busy at that. So then, but really in the last five years, we started the, the this retail side of stuff and it was kind of just, um, you know, a part-time hobby thing, you know, really like I'd just sell slabs here and there. Someone would get a hold of us or through marketplace, but it just kept kind of growing more and more. And now really it's the bigger part of our business. We don't even actually do home construction before we used to do like general contracting. So we do the, the house from start to finish. And, um, last year was the first year we didn't build a house since like, I think 2011 or so. Cause I just been busy doing enough other stuff and there's just a lot of stress not being a general contractor anymore. Um, and then during the, the warm season, really a lot of work I get busy with myself beyond just running the shop here, but I do a lot of log home restoration. So I sandblast old log homes, I repair rotten logs, restain it, caulking, that type of maintenance stuff. So really that's re about what I focus on during the uh, warm season and then timber stuff. So we'll build uh, like oddball projects, um, pergolas, uh, timber, trusses we do a lot of timber trusses and timber staircases so it's kind of turned in from doing log home construction the, our main guy that's been working with us for years josh he's been with us for like 13 years and uh yeah so it's been pretty nice um between him and i you know the older we get the less type of like general home construction you want to do like sheeting roofs and framing and all you know that's the unfun stuff so pretty much just kind of structuring the business where the fun stuff, the, 
you know, the skilled trade of timber work and building furniture and cabinetry and things like that, you know, that's just what we're focusing on now. So I feel like you can make sheathing a roof fun. I mean, if you had an entire monkey pod roof sort of yeah. thing instead of shingles, you know, just slabs, that could be kind of fun, probably a little cost ineffective, but. You know, sheeting the roof is, you know, it's fun when it's just the one time you got to do it like once a year, you know. So you're like, oh, I haven't been up here to sheet a roof for a while. So it's kind of like, but doing it day after day all the time when it's like the only thing to do and it's crappy weather out. And you're like, oh, man, I do not want to sheet a roof. It's like 12 degrees and windy outside today. You know, that stuff's what's, that's when it sucks, you know. I don't do heights, so at no point is sheeting a roof like my idea of fun. So I'll I'll let you keep doing it. Yeah, that's or somebody else. Yeah, the heights. You know, that's one thing that. Well, I always figured. Well, in my mind, what keeps me away from being afraid of heights? I'm like, if the heights are safe, then I'm not nervous. <laughs> you know, like if it's unsafe, then you're like, oh. Or like going up on machines when people are high up in machines and they get all nervous about like, hey, you know, if JLG made this machine tip over, then I guess that sucks for me and my family's going to do good. You know, like <laughs> that's that's their problem. You know, they, they're the one that made it. So let's just put faith in that, I guess. Or people that parachute, you know, out of planes. It's like, man, you're more likely to die driving to that airport to get on the airplane than you you know, are parachuting. If, if you got someone that's helping you out to make sure you do, you know, maybe if you do it your first time or something, that's not going to be a good idea, but. Well, yeah, but that, that statistic is skewed because there's so many, there's so fewer people jumping out of planes. Like it's, it's a totally skewed perspective. End of the day, you shouldn't be jumping out of good planes. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's one thing I've never tried points. yet, but I would totally, I would totally go parachuting. I think it would be awesome. I've gone once, 25th birthday. And that was enough, huh? Uh, yeah, I was like, I'm 25. It's either up or down from here, and uh, I made it to the ground, so. Yeah, I, but, I've been. But then, then do it again, though, huh? You're like, that, that one time's enough times? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I did it. I got the photo. I got the video. I'm good. So if my kids ever want to talk about it one day, I was like, you could watch it on the DVD and then explain <laughs> to them what a DVD is. Yeah, right. I've been thrice, and it's because at the time I have I have no interest. I'm a huge disappointment to my Navy pilot father. I don't like planes or boats, but I went skydiving thrice, and it was because of the same reason that a lot of people do a lot of dumb stuff. It was a pretty girl. It was yeah. a pretty girl, and I actually got certified to skydive. So I've never done it tandem. I've only done it solo. I did it exactly enough times to propose to my wife. And as soon as she said, yes, never again, I immediately canceled the membership, like literally on the way out. I'm like, don't ever call me. So I got what I needed. Yeah. I, I did what I needed to do here. Uh, never talk to me again. Don't. So I all that time you, and you didn't gain a, a hobby out of that. No, I get nervous like in video games jumping off of high places. Like I don't like heights. Not a not an Assassin's Creed fan? Not, not one bit. Nope. I get nervous. I'm like, ooh, this is gonna hurt. Oh wait, it's a video game. It's not real. So do you do, you do the VR stuff? 
Uh, no, I, I don't, it makes, I'm, I'm, I get dizzy and, and all that. And I figure I got enough to do in, in RR. I don't need VR. You do that VR and then that stuff will actually make you feel like you're up somewhere higher. You're like, holy crap. And you're like, wait, I'm standing on the ground. Yeah. That, uh, that'll throw you off. Uh, now I'll leave that. I'll leave that to other people. Kamani, you, you a VR guy? Uh, I've not, I've not experienced any of the new stuff. So, I mean, I see, you know, in the chat, um, everybody talking about the new Apple VR stuff. And, uh, I, for a very short period of time, I had the, uh, Oculus Rift, but, uh, at the time it was worth more for me to sell it than to keep it. So I, uh, I, I got it and it immediately went to, uh, some other home for a, hefty little markup so yeah no i haven't uh i'm not opposed to it i just haven't gotten into any of the the vr stuff yet so as it as it keeps growing and probably becomes more affordable i can probably see myself once i figure out how to balance playing a game and all my other hobbies and like being a dad so how how long do you guys think that uh (laughs) vr will become I wouldn't say like the standard, but not at all far from, you know, a majority of people using VR for designing stuff. I mean, could you imagine using like VR for like AutoCAD or something like that, designing anything, you know, whether it's furniture or full architectural plan, like the VR for that aspect would be amazing, I I would imagine, to be able to use. I had this exact same conversation with somebody the other day and I, one, I think it's already happening. It's just not as commonplace in the market. I'm pretty sure there are design agencies who are, uh, who are working that angle. Cause right now a lot of people use like SketchUp or some other CAD design so they can show, show the space in a 3d format. So it's really yeah. only a matter of time before they, make some, you know, something that looks like a pair of shades and have a uh, conference room where you're really like engaging with the space. That's what uh, I think that's what Facebook and Meta is trying to do with the metaverse and uh, metaverse and their their headset is basically to give you that engaging experience. So it's really only a matter of time. And the, the closest comparison I could say is 3D printing. Like mm-hmm. four years ago, 3D printing was like, there's like three or four main brands who are making printers and they're all crazy expensive. And fast forward to today, um, those brands are still around, but it's more affordable, more attainable, and a lot more people are getting into it. So uh, I think it's just a matter of time before the adoption rate of VR into the maker space uh, really, really explodes in terms of in terms of designing, I don't know. I mean, if you're working on an epoxy table, I'm not sure how much VR is going to help you yeah. than, than actually stirring. But uh, yeah, like if you're designing a room with furniture you build or, uh, you know, something you're crafting, being able to get that person engaged, uh, you know, breaks down that barrier of trying to help their imagination. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I could just see even in the designing stage because you know right now if you're using sketchup or autocad that's done on a computer screen with a cursor i mean not just using vr as like the 3d experience but even during the designing stage you know i could see people 
using yeah. VR, actually doing the designing versus a screen and cursor. Yeah, I, uh, I, I I totally blanked on it. So there's a show that my wife and I um, have been watching. It's based over, I think, in Ireland. But the premise of their show is they're doing a renovation. They have two designers. They come up with two designs. But they show it in VR. So they have the VR headsets. And they have the couple, you know, going through the rooms. And, like, this is how we're going to redo your living room. This is what we're going to redo to your kitchen. And then after that, they choose which floor plan they want to work with. But that's they totally design that and use VR for them to experience what the room is. So... And this show has been around for, uh, looks. I mean, I've been watching a couple of seasons of it, so it's been around for at least the last three to four years. Um, so, I mean, they're already companies are already exploring that space. It's the, like I said, it's the adoption rate of breaking out of like an ar- architectural or design firm into the makerspace. But it's a really good show, actually. <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about that show with like Chip and Joanne Gaines and where they like pull the ha- like the big giant picture of the house in half? No, like no, is that no, the it's VR? A, no, it's a uh, house. Uh, is it house made home? It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu, and uh, yeah, like I've watched a couple of seasons of it. But My, yeah, they they had their two original seasons, and they came out with a third season. But they all, like I said, they all do the VR headset. And then there's another show where they just have a giant floor. And the floor is like the hologram or, you know, the floor print of like what the room would be. So, yeah, they're overseas. They're apparently doing like a lot of shows where they're deep diving into the technology of designing your space. So, it, like I said, it takes out that, you know, trying to interpret what a drawing looks like or what a sketch looks like and giving you the actual dimensions. Yeah. All I'm, all I'm hearing is that we're getting hosed with American television. We've got VR, like House Hunters, Minority Report Edition, and then they've got all those game shows on like Japanese TV. Like we are missing out on the good stuff. Yeah. All right. You got a deep dive into Hulu. Yeah. We've got, I mean, we've got what episode or uh, season like 87 of Survivor? Like, come on, let's, let's move on. Let's get right. Why don't they get to stay in their house and pretend to survive with the VR headsets on? That'd be easier. Um, okay, so VR aside, um, in the real world, we still work with all of this stuff. So you, uh, last year, you said you didn't you didn't frame out any houses, but you were kind of framing out like your own house. You know, if you know what I mean, in terms of your expansion on your space. How did that yeah, process go? Um, yeah, we, we did, a we added on to our showroom here and it took, I don't know, a little over a year. We kind of worked off, worked on it off and on. And, um, originally this area, we, we planned on building a roof over or enclosing it eventually or not enclosing it, but we were just going to use as dry storage. And that was a year prior before we turned into a showroom. So, um, but it, I mean, yeah, we just pretty much. When you know how to build stuff, you're just like, oh, we'll just build this here, <laughs> you know. And we just took about a year and some uh, a few extra months. And I mean, for the most part, it's done in here. That's what this is our whole area in here. So pretty well board. have it. So this is kind of like the retail space, like cause, so because y'all do tables yeah. and and things like that, and those are all mantles I see over there. Yeah, this is. 
yeah the wall for all the mantles so you know so whether someone just wants to come in and buy one but that's where i've been starting to put those so i put those on the website and then just hang them up on the uh on the wall there but yeah and then we have some some different tables here and then this is our, our original showroom which we actually remodeled it it didn't originally look whoops look like this in here but this is the, the original uh section so it was a 30 by 30 and then added on to it from there so um but yeah that's uh do you just have stacks of tables back there yeah i know i i batched out a whole bunch of tables and then um trying to it was kind of an experiment i'm like all right so if i do a bunch of tables in a big batch is it going to be worth the hassle these are some five and six footers I, I did a bunch of five and six footers and they're like three piece sets and i've sold a few of them but uh I'll have tables and inventory ready to go, and then I'll still have people come in and, you know, they're almost like it, but not quite the way they want. So then we end up still making something from scratch for, for them. Like, man, I have like 15 different tables to pick from in here, and you can't find one you like, and we still got to make you something. Hey, look. Look at that. What's up, dude? <laughs> What's up, guys? Sorry. I didn't get the text message or, or the Instagram message until literally just now. Yeah, we, no, that's perfect timing anyway. They said nine nine thirty, so yeah. Perfect. We were uh we actually waited to send the text. We wanted to see if you were really paying attention. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's obviously I wasn't. Um so okay, so Zach, so I know you you kind of have a time thing, so I want to make sure that we cover a couple of things. Um yeah. the first being so workbench con, like First time going to WorkbenchCon this year. How did that yeah. come to be? Well, I mean, uh, so essentially, um, it would be, I think, man, I should look it up for sure. Has it been? Brandon, would, would it be? Has it, It's been over, definitely over a year since we brought had our furniture oil. Has it been like a yeah, year? Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's like about that. a day. Yeah, I think it's been about a year. Uh, well, let's see here. I think the first year I came in, which is 21, that's when we got the epoxy. And then the year later, we got the furniture oil. So it's yeah. been a little bit over a year and a half, or roughly around a year and a half since we got the furniture oil. And we've been eyeballing yeah. WorkbenchCon for probably around that same amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. So we had our furniture oil now for about a year and a half. And last year, I thought about doing WorkbenchCon, but um, yeah. Uh, the visibility of our furniture oil or how many people knew about it wasn't enough at the time, in my opinion, to spend the money to go to WorkbenchCon. But the, now this year, you know, there's been quite a few people where uh, in the woodworking community, a lot of people that use, you know, like Rubio or, you know, essentially it's a, it's a direct comparative, the, the Rubio uh, at a much lesser cost. So anyone that uses Rubio, you know, a good percentage of them that are, are visibly on Instagram have probably seen about our product by now. So I kind of figured it was worth the time to go to WorkbenchCon with our product. And, you know, I would get, I would, I would think that by now the people that are going to WorkbenchCon, those particular, that particular crowd 
for sure at least half them had to have seen or heard something about our furniture oil by now on instagram so brandon and i are going to go there and then uh you know just do what you do at workbench con meet everyone we're going to have a lot of wood samples there so i'm going to take probably walnut because that's the most popular maybe walnut and like some maple because that's a blonde color but i'm going to have like a bunch of um boards pre-sanded to like 180 grit or something and i'm gonna bring a couple dozen up there and then throughout the, the two days i'm gonna do the finishing on it so like one day i'll put one layer on the next day second layer and then like the last day put ceramics but i'll do it like uh i don't know a board every hour every other hour or something throughout each day so people can see the different stages but I got a few different plans like that, but essentially that's, you know, what it came to with the furniture oil and why we went to workbench con is, um, to just really get push out the, uh, that product more out there and everyone's been real happy that's used it so far. So, yeah. I have a, I have a fresh jar here that, that I just cracked open. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal stuff. It, I use it on just about everything. Um, and it just started cause when you first got it, you know, we'd been talking about it before you were getting your shipments in. We'd been talking about it. And when it came in, I, I figured I'm going to try it out. And yeah, it's it's phenomenal. So if anybody has not tried out the Rustic Lumber wood finish, do it. Just do it right now. Try Please, code, yeah. uh, we, we would highly appreciate it. <laughs> try, try, try code Sawdust Talk. It probably won't do anything, but you'll feel good typing it in. So, are you? Is that your affiliate code? I don't remember. I, you've changed affiliate programs a couple times over the years. Yeah, I think so the last time sure I changed it, I probably, I think it was, I don't know, about six or eight months ago, um, I changed it. So I'm all, I, the one I like now, so essentially I was trying to find one that's good enough for what I'm looking for for the free version because that's how Shopify works is everyone creates an app for everything and they either want you to spend 15 to $25 a month on something stupid like that, or you try to find one that's decent that gives you a free version. So, so I'm like, man, I'm not spending $50 a month to buy an affiliate app program to make it for people to buy stuff cheaper, you know, like I ain't doing that. So, but uh, yeah. Well, your, um, your stuff is ahead. already like, crazy reasonably priced anyway so i mean yeah definitely try it out type in sawdust talk type in uh type in friendship that code might work uh manscaped see if that works <laughs> um, just start typing things in Some, something's bound type, to work. Type, type in anything uh if it's on etsy type in thank you 10 but, yeah it's not on etsy that's for sure i didn't even but, honestly yeah. think about it think about it being on etsy to be honest with you it was like the last thing I even thought of. That's the last thing anybody should be thinking of. Um, but no, I mean it's a phenomenal product, and you have you have kind of the the whole kit and caboodle of like epoxy table making. Like you, you can kind of you're a start to finish option. Yeah. You've got the epoxy, you've got the finish, you've got the ceramic coating, you've got the lumber. What yeah, you? I mean, that was really kind of how we wanted to, um, you, well, we we started having our epoxy, and originally, I thought the epoxy was going to be, 
you know, a little bigger than what it was. I used to sell ice brand epoxy, which was a good product. Um, you know, no problem with that, but my, um, I just, you know, the, by the time I would buy ice epoxy and ship it here and then the price, they sold it on their website. Uh, it was like they're, they themselves was like my biggest competitor, you know, or people or whoever sold it on Amazon, you know, for a hundred. And at the time when I was a dealer, I think ice epoxy was selling for, for a three gallon kit for like $190 on Amazon or something, you know, and it's like me as a dealer, I could hardly, you know, honestly compete very much with that and uh so then i was like you know what i'm just gonna and and since then i mean it's not really hard to find different epoxy because there's essentially only like i think in all north america of like known epoxy manufacturers for like the type of epoxy that we use for deep pores like i don't know four or five maybe manufacturers there's a couple up in canada but most of these companies that people are buying epoxy from are not at all making it themselves. You know, they, they find a reputable manufacturer that, you know, makes it good. And 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 that makes sense. Why would you try to like reformulate or remake the wheel? You know, if there's a brand out there, a company that has a guaranteed formula that works, you know, that that's what you use. But with the epoxy, um, essentially there's just two, you know, there's so much competition out there. It's saturated. So we still have our epoxy brand and mostly it's just to have it on hand. Cause you know, a lot of local people do buy it cause there's nowhere locally around Omaha to get deep pour, especially for the price. And, you know, we sell a little bit online, but what's really been our bread and butter has been a the furniture oil, which was a big process to ever even make happen. First of all, to find um a manufacturer to work with from over in europe and because that's where we we get the furniture oil and then get it here you know get it approved to be here get the the branding and all that stuff to happen and then just getting it out into the market has been a uh, a lot of work you know and essentially the way we've been doing it is the whole grassroots styles in my opinion you know i haven't been spending tens of thousands of dollars on any sort of marketing campaign or anything. Essentially, I started like a little over a year ago in the very beginning. I did, I think I had like, it was for, I don't know, several months until I get, received my first inventory. I had like, what was it? 50% off the cans or something. So I was trying to get as many people to, to buy, you know, I was, I was just giving it away at that point in time at the beginning and I just cold message people on Instagram and, you know, really, honestly, like no one hardly at all took me serious whatsoever. But um, now, you know, a year and a half later, people are actually seeing that, you know, I mean, the Wood Whisperer, he did want a video and, it, you know, he loved the product for what hard wax oil is, you know, and um, but yeah, it's really taken the, the best thing is it's a good product that like the best price, you know, we're obviously making a little bit of money, but it could make a whole lot more money. I mean, I could sell the cans for $75 and still be substantially cheaper than the next best option. But you know, at 50 bucks a can, it allows the, you know, the woodworkers get a good product at a reasonable price, you know? So that's, and then plus since we're the direct, you know, source for, our products, you know, there's not an extra middleman. So we're just keeping the overhead, you know, we do all of our own fulfillment and all of our stockings here at our warehouse or here in Louisville. So yeah, that's just 
kind of how that's grown and yeah, pretty much. Oh man, that story was so touching. I made him cry. I know he gets very emotional. (laughs) (laughs) We should have had like that. We should have had like that emotional music background, like on football movies or something. (laughs) I I feel like it's important to give some context. This is the can that you're getting for fifty dollars. Like this thing is massive. I think. Yeah, with free shipping. Yeah, I mean, it's you just can't beat it. So, with free shipping, hey, free ninety nine, only with yep. code friendship. I mean, I don't. I, I have <laughs> one potential table to finish, so I may, uh, I may have to hit you up on that. Yeah, for sure. Well, and uh, come on, don't worry. You can make sure that you like it because at WorkbenchCon, you'll be able to rub it. Hey, it's even oh, yeah. better. Rub the oil on the wood. But yeah, and then essentially, you know, WorkbenchCon goes hand in hand with, uh, you know, the whole fact of organic uh, content creation and stuff. And, you know, that that's Brandon and I, is it, is it over two years now that, you know, yeah. we first met up together and just kind of, we had a, a idea in mind what to do, but we kind of just winged it with, you know, what we, we did, you know, to get out there in the marketplace and stuff like that. And yeah, it's been working real good, you know? Yeah. Adaption and strategy. I've always wondered, is the past term of winging something, is it winged or is it wanged? Is it not wong? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Wong. Wong, <laughs> wonged? <laughs> wonged it? <laughs> so Brandon, what's, what's your involvement? with so, this whole like rustic lumber thing because i i don't know anything about you i want to know uh, about you. i am the content guy so all the stuff that you've seen on our youtube channel most of the stuff you've seen on instagram that has been filmed or edited or uh done by me i think almost everything on our youtube has been done by me and so zach and i came in in like i think 21 and zach was like hey this is the concept this is the idea that i want to work with and I said, don't, because that's something that I want to produce. And so from there, it's just grown. And Zach was able to uh, mentor me a bit and, and suggest that I started my own business. And then I started my own business called Churlish Media. And from there, I've been able to work with all types of people from guns and hoses to a local bakery and coaches and all kinds of things. And to, but Rustic Lumber Store is still... I'm that's still where my heart is. Even though I'm not a woodworker, I've just been we've we've grown so much over the last couple of years that my goal is to always figure out how can we get bigger? How can we go somewhere else? Where can we get a slab next? I've been watching a uh, next level chef. I don't know if you guys have watched that, but they have this giant table. I wanna I Zach, I'll have to send it to you. I almost want to bet it's a monkey pot or perota slab. And yeah. It's a it's a good like maybe fifteen feet, or may I you know I could be wrong like a twelve foot fifteen foot one, but it's huge. But it's got a gloss over the top like an epoxy gloss, and it does not look good with the lighting above it. And so I've been trying to figure out every way possible who can I get in contact with over at Fox to be like, hey guys, listen, we'll get you a slab and we'll finish it and we'll bring it out there by hand personally, just so that way it quit reflecting in the lights. 
So that's just, that's my goal and intent. And with WorkbenchCon, um, it's really just, I'm going to be out there doing interviews. So with the woodworking community, I know there's going to, there's more and more people coming in and I know dozens of people have questions all the time. And instead of each audience trying to figure out a way to get to those and answer those questions, it's, they're going to want to sit down with people, ask them questions that woodworkers really want to know, getting started into the business, content creating, and just really how to, what is the best strategy for them moving forward or just starting out? And plus getting to hear everybody's story and getting to meet more people in the industry. So that's me. I, I'm going to be honest. I'm I'm shocked that you still have a job. Kamani, did you see the last person that he that he interviewed for their YouTube channel? It's our, it's our dear friend, Justin Bailey. Oh, I did see his face pop up on there. So... I, I apologize for the drop in viewership after that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Justin's great. Justin's great. Yeah. No, we can, we, uh, we're, we're in a group chat with Justin. So, uh, right, my day right, right. is spent giving That's him what he was telling me. back and forth. L- literally while we were filming, he was like, uh, right after we wrapped, he was like, sorry, I'm in a group chat with all you guys, all your Omaha guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, same, same chat. Yeah. Yeah. He's fine. Fine is probably the adjective that is best used to describe him. He's okay. Dang. <laughs> I'm like, Justin, you gonna let your boys just talk about you like this? Oh, he is. He's yeah, gonna I'm let it saying, happen. Well, look, he, wasn't, he wasn't brave enough to join the uh, the Instagram group chat, so he gets what he gets. So, oh, dang. Well, I get it. It's you know, I you know, it's cold in these streets. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's awesome that you say that. And, um, you know, I've gone to WorkbenchCon a few times and, you know, the people kind of walking around and interviewing. And one of the things, I don't know if you guys have uh, considered it with your demonstration, but if you have like, you know, small, small cubes, uh, you know, cut some material down to like, you know, one by one squares, give people a chance to like apply a little finish, do a little make and take. So, because uh, one thing people do is they, or, and I'm guilty of it, is that uh, you walk around the booths, you get a little bit of swag, everything goes in your big workbench con bag, and then when you finally get home, you know, maybe, you know, a few days, a few weeks later, you start to unpack, and you're like, oh, what's this? And, like, it just jogs that memory from, you mm-hmm. know, being, being at workbench or, you know, doing whatever you do. So just know a little, you know, a little thing, put it in a little baggie for your little make and take, and that way you can kind of, like, oh, you'll, you know, people you know you know sensory triggers you know you smell it you feel the you know you feel the finish you smell the finish you're like oh yeah let me check that check that you know finish out again if i you know didn't do it while i was at the show yeah for sure yeah that that's a great idea that and selling this stuff but having it shipped to them because this won't go through checked luggage or non this won't go through carry-on not at all yeah there's a, they'll, there's a, they'll stop there's you a, quick. They're going to go. You're getting two pat downs. Look at what we got here. Matter of fact, come with us. <laughs> I thought of, uh, down. on that, like for the swag bag or something, because, um, I, I don't know, out of, um, like with that swag bag, you know, I can, I can opt to put something in there or something, but essentially, well, I mean, like, don't as a vendor going to, well, even as a person, the tickets, I mean, overall, it's, it's worth it. But workbench cons expensive to do, so I'm like, mm, I'm kind of a cheap ass right now, and I already spent all my money, so I'm not like 
get 700 <laughs> yeah. t-shirts or something made, you know, but what I thought of doing was like that furniture oil or something. Cause I, I thought of like getting little bottles made up or something, but then the two couple problems, one, it has to be small enough that they can bring on the plane. And then I got to bottle up, you know, like 600 bottles and then either they would just have no labels on them. Um, or, or nothing, you know, or I'd have to get labels made. So what I thought of doing is just like putting, cause also at the same time, I can't give a $50 can to free plus shipping to all 600 people. But I thought of doing like a 50% off coupon or something like that. If they come visit us, you know, really all. And, and that's like what at this workbench con too, you know, I can, you can always tell like some people when you really click where you're just like, when you're talking to them, they're like, Hey dude, I'll, I'll just like send you a can or something, you know? So that it's, uh, um, but yeah, it's, I've been trying to ponder on, you know, what, how we much to spend to on it. Coasters. We were trying to figure out, do we go with coasters, koozies? What's going to be the best idea for it? But yeah, we'll get something figured out. Maybe even have a couple coasters. Uh, that we give away that's got it they're already done and finished and we use our oil and stuff so that way they can they can have it right there you know i mean that's i mean you're in a wood shop with a bunch of uh bunch of you know you're having your coffee cup or whatever the thing is down there yeah like having a a solid coaster would be the good, the good trick no. i was saying we've yeah. got enough we've got enough wood in the shop that i'm sure we could throw together a couple dozen and there's, I don't there's know, about 600 some, uh... of them people who've uh, laser, like they've taken, like I said, small samples, small squares, and they just laser engraved the company logo in it. So you uh, yeah. take that and dip it in the oil. And basically it's like a little, you know, little token that your logo's on it. So if they look at it later, they know exactly what they need to go. Like, oh, let me go. Oh, this is that oil that, you know, that furniture finish. Let me go check it out. And if you yeah. do like a little, uh, you know, coupon card or something like that, you know, 20% off your, your order from WorkbenchCon, you know, use code workbench or whatever you kind of do it. It's a, it's a good, it's a good pairing for like remembering. Cause like I said, there's still stuff in my swag bag right now from last year that I'm like, Oh, I totally forgot that was in there. But you know, once you see it, you're like, Oh, let me go, let me go do that thing. I just, you know, I got a dust collector, uh dust separator. And that was, that was, that was months after, but you know, the coupon was still good. So. Yeah. Hey, that's what I, yeah. that's what matters. Yeah. And other things I thought of, like once I get there, you know, that first day and before the show starts and fill out the other vendors, but I even thought of stuff because like, for instance, isn't the uh, surf prep when they do that, don't they do like demonstrations? They like refinish stuff when they're, so, I mean, even for instance, like I thought of when I get there, go, I don't know what they plan, but even different vendors, like for instance, surf prep is sanding and refinishing something like, Hey, here's a can of oil, like, you know, vendors work together to, you know, demonstrate like they do the sanding. Well, I'm the booth over here with the finish. I'll, you know, here's some finish that you can use with them, you know, or if you want me to come over and show how to use the finish, et cetera. It's not like it's rocket science, but you rub it in and rub it off, you know. Yeah. But yeah, there's totally different ways to, to, you know, market with people, especially at a show like that. This is a family show. We are not allowed to use phrases like rub it in and rub it off. Um, mm. But uh, I, heard, yeah. I heard wax on, wax off. Uh, you can't say that either. Um, but yeah, no, Hannah, if you're listening, probably bring some buffing pads for the Sanders because there might there may be a deal being worked out here. So some friendship, synergy, mm-hmm. top down, siloing, 
Um, she's, she's not in the chat, but we'll uh, we'll have to hit her up later and let her know that uh, there are some opportunities presenting themselves on Sada's talk tonight. Are you saying that you don't think that Hannah listens to every single hour, every single week of every episode? I mean, I can assure you, I don't know who Hannah is, but the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most correct answer. Yeah, Brandon, Brandon I like you. You're you're, you're going to hang just just a okay. <laughs> Perfect. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. We so Wednesday night, and we go hard. So obviously, you can't bring a slab for every single attendee to WorkbenchCon. Uh, that would be cost prohibitive. But I I hear you are bringing a slab that somebody could get pretty cheap at WorkbenchCon. You want to talk about the Makers for St. Jude's thing that you got going yeah, on? Right the, uh, yeah, I have a Mappa Burl slab. I have to, um, I'm going to bring that along, but it's for the raffle. I think there's only like one person that's even entered on that raffle so far. But uh, and tell you what, I'll let you hold on a second. I'm going to, since I can't walk out into our shop area without losing, because I don't have a Wi-Fi router running out there. Let me quick go grab that. That slab so I can show people on here and I'll be right back. So I guess I you guys just make jokes about me until I get back. I'll be right back. I swear when he when he walks in with this whole thing just like shouldered up, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little I'm gonna be pretty impressed. Like just lugging oh, lugging slabs I around. Watched Zach. I'm pretty sure I've watched Zach Hall. Just just massive like uh, um, logs or slabs. I'm like, how are you lifting this? Like, is this is this specifically just uh, a lumberjack strength that you have? Like, it's, a, it's called Slabstrong. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I'm like, and listen, we just dropped off a slab yesterday. Oh, uh, I think it's like Bulletwood. I think it may have been or Bullywood, one of the two. It was so heavy that we had to like. So Tim has to unscrew, which is one of the guys in the shop he's got to unscrew the legs so we can get it through the door we have to turn it sideways to get it through the door so josh one of the other guys and i are holding it up it that was immediately i realized oh damn we're we're in trouble like this is this is heavy and somehow the four of us get it in there but i'm like there's no way there's no way possible i think like any of us could do this by ourselves but you'd be surprised. Zach has some strength that he just like, I don't know if he keeps it in his legs, if he's got like anchor arms underneath and like we don't know about it. And he just like quickly like blows them up really fast. He's and got then, se- secret gan- cans of spinach. They just like <laughs> yeah, Popeyes. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it is. Just straight Popeyes. That's exactly how it goes. All right. So I got this slab here. But all right, guys. But just... I don't know what the on Instagram does it look like it does for us where it's four split screens on here. Is that what it looks like? That everyone else sees I don't know it? What it looks like. Here, let's see oh. if I can if I can do this. No, that's not the one I wanted. Uh okay, here. Everybody's gonna be quiet right. for a second. Oh. So do I not hear you all? You just hear me? guessing so yes it's just you okay all right all right so i'm gonna show i'm gonna show you guys this slab here but it's instagram so 
There's only there's only one way. Well, I don't know if this applies for men, but anyways, it's Instagram. There's only one way that we're allowed to show. Uh, hold on, y'all. Because we can't just do it like normal. Oh, you know, I couldn't have just spun around like normal. That's how we have to do it. Uh, so, yeah, anyways, that's what we're giving away on the raffle, everyone. Pretty cool piece of Mappa Burl. I had no idea when the right time to stop that or begin <laughs> it or to leave it full screen. Yeah, that's, that how, that's how you should have ended. That's how you should have ended this entire episode. Just, yeah, just oh, a freeze frame of just that. Like that. It, that just yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that. that's definitely getting clipped out for the cover art. <laughs> Perfect. Um, well, I mean, that is the only way that you can present anything nowadays, I guess. My next epoxy reel. I got the perfect <laughs> pair of pants for it. Yeah, dude. Uh, you're not going to get a million views. You'll get two million. <laughs> I mean, you'll get two million. With a dump truck exactly. like Kamani's? Yeah, that's two, three mil. Easy. <laughs> he, got, he got more than that just talking about computers. Imagine he gets he gets the sex appeal going. Right? Oh, that's man. a winner We're right there. Like computing, computing, that's it's it. over. It's game over. Or immediately canceled. Just immediately. Right. There's no in between. Yeah. Yeah. It's, high no risk, high reward. it's either it's either it's either ten million views or canceled tomorrow. Yeah. So that's <laughs> that's the risk I'm willing to take. Oh, so, oh Hannah just joined the chat. Oh she hops on like Right around when any nonsense happens, that we've got to worry about our sponsorship. Listen, she saw she saw Zach wagging that 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 putting that wagon around. She was like, "Gotta come in and see it. in person." I need just a to sense, know. just a sense. There's booty out there. There's a like, yeah, there's... somebody's out there dragging that wagon. <laughs> I need to log on Instagram. I need to see what's going down. It's like logging into your E Trade account. Let's let's check out how the investments are doing. It up. Oh, this again, duty booty. She's like, it's eight o'clock and Braden's still talking. What is going on? I didn't pay for this. <laughs> so Zach, um, to to win the raffle, what what are the details? Where where do people have to go? What do they got to do? Uh, it's uh, well, um, I have it in our bio. So it's the uh, Makers for St. Jude on their website. Um, there's, but they have all the different raffles. So you have to make sure you go to the right raffle on there. But I know on our bio, I have the link on there as well. So, and then we're going to bring this lab to the workbench con. And like I said earlier, that's where I really hope that it finally starts taking off because of course people will see it in person at workbench con, and then you can auction it up to people and get them all hyped so people will do it and then they'll share it on social media and hopefully within those two days there that's where you know the money actually starts doing something but uh yeah that's where it's probably the easiest way is just find the link in our bio there for for that website and then, uh, at workbench at your booth are you going to have like a uh, qr code or something people can kind of scan at the booth just so they get uh into yeah. while it's nice and fresh 
Yep. You know what we'll you should probably do, Brandon, there. is that brochure you're designing that we're going to use at WorkbenchCon. Maybe we need put to QR code on that. Yeah, put a square with the picture of it and say, hey, go to our booth to, or don't miss out on the raffle or something like that, you know, with the QR code that's on our, because we're having a little, you know, set of brochures made just for the, uh, the workbench con here. And it's $30 per entry and that gets you a, a ticket or an entry. Yeah, I believe at. that. I believe so. Yep. What's, what's $30 that? and then there's like five for a hundred or something like that. I don't know. I just did the rules that he's done before. I think the same rules that surf prep did for that vacuum that they did. So what what would that slab go for normally? Just what's the MSRP price? What's the sticker price? Uh, that slab, I mean, I would guess that's probably like that Mappa Burl six hundred dollars or so. You know, so a six hundred dollar slab for you know thirty, sixty, hundred bucks delivered by hand with. Zach and booty shorts. I mean, that's that's a hell of a deal. Mm -hmm. That sounds like I am though deal. for the people. I am though for the people because majority of everyone ain't gonna be able to just take it. That I was gonna include uh, shipping for that too. So wow. essentially, the UPS that slab that's like you know another hundred bucks. So really, you know, you're looking at seven eight hundred dollars slab out the door. And then of course I. Like, I didn't get time today, but I was sandblasting a bunch of these. So this, the edge will be all sandblasted. It looks really cool when it's sandblasted because all the bark's removed off of it and stuff. Well, it sounds it sounds great. I bet I bet a bunch of people are probably gonna hop on that when you get in front of them. We you get yeah, you get out there, you start mixing with the people. You know, I bet that's gonna go way up, and all the money goes to yeah. St. Jude's. Yep, and uh. If you don't like that part, we don't like you. So <laughs> just just gonna say that. Um well Kamani, you got you got anything else? Any burning questions? Nope. Um it was really great getting to uh talk with both of you, uh learn all learn about the business. And uh I'm honestly I'm really just excited about meeting everybody at Workbench this year. Um I get to be a part of the uh newbie meetup. So um gonna be a part of the committee that uh welcomes everybody. We're trying to make it a bit more interactive. Um make sure, you know, people, you know, even if it's your first time there, you're not coming with a squad of people that you you, you at least know somebody. You got some friendly faces to kind of reach out to while you're uh roaming the halls until you until you find your click um and you know there's some also like fun stuff workbench is doing but we're talking uh i think we have a live set for tomorrow um so i'll be talking with work with the workbench con crew and tip and Brittany and uh, alma uh, about everything that we're trying to plan for this year so yeah i'm just like i said i'm just excited to to meet both of you guys to try out some of that oil um and just just hang out and you know this is, you know, podcasts are nice, but uh, the the face to face interaction and hanging out the the hotel lobby is really where uh, all the all the deals are made and all the, uh, you know, you know, long lasting, uh, you know, friendships are made in person. So, yeah, like I said, I'm super excited. Uh, looking forward to it. I'm glad you guys made the time to hang out with us tonight. And uh, I got to go put a small child to bed now. <laughs> well, sounds good. Before we wrap up, <laughs> that's what I'm doing too. <laughs> we want to uh, take a quick second. We want to thank our sponsors again. Thank you, Surf Prep. Thank you, George Supply Co. Surf Prep is going to be at WorkbenchCon as well. Check them out. I hear Hannah's learning to juggle. Fire may be involved. 
So just go check them out. Make sure you check out uh, Zach and Brandon at the Rustic Lumber booth. Uh, Zach will have the booty shorts on. It has been, mm-hmm. it's been decided. Um, and then where else can everybody find you guys? YouTube, Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube, all Facebook, the socials. Yeah. Only all fans. of it is at, well, not yet. We'll, we'll make that tomorrow. Um, it's going to be at Rustic Lumber Store uh, for everything. All right. Perfect. Yep. Um, but yeah, make sure to check them out. Go give them a follow. Um, and then we, we like to wrap up our episodes. TJ's not here to be enthusiastic in his way about it, but we do like to wrap up each of our episodes with a pop quiz type question. Um, so if you had to give a piece of advice, if you had to give a word of wisdom, uh, inspirational line, something to take all of the listeners, all of the woodworkers out there. Uh, and just inspire people to kick open their shop and go make a mess and go make something. What do you got? From us? Yes. Yeah, it's uh, I got one for you. It's it's get started. Do it. Like the longer you try to sit here and plan it and figure it out and to make it perfect, it just you're wasting a lot of time. So instead of trying to make it perfect just get started start small and work your way up you heard it here first and invest, investing in yourself is not a bad investment neither it's not all right you heard it here first uh just do it but not not the trademark version like the regular no. maker version of just do it so uh well we will see you guys here next week uh same bad time same bad channel um thanks for coming on guys Adios, Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Yep. Bye.